Welcome back to What's Been Happening, the podcast discussing all the latest showbiz and celebrity entertainment news. Joining me this week is Lindsay from Lindsay Loves. Her blog is a great lifestyle and fashion source in Glasgow and beyond. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Laura. Hi. This week, one of the things I wanted to talk about is celebrity relationships. So we've just heard... It's all over social media that Anna Faris and Chris Pratt have split up. But I know, they were such a cute couple. I can't believe it. I really, really wanted those crazy kids to work it out. Why? See, I couldn't be less interested <laughs> in I them. That, I think that like, they were just like, they just felt like such a genuine couple. Like, they supported each other, like, they rooted for each other all the time. Like, they seemed like such like a normal couple that you know that that you they feel like a couple that you would you know that you would know in real life like that sort of couple that take selfies together you know they um they do just normal stuff like go to the beach together they didn't seem even though they're like an a-list couple they just weren't all glitz and glamour all the time they were being silly they were like you know um having a carry-on at home and, and uh, documenting it and putting it on instagram so i think like because they felt so normal and not like a staged couple when a couple like that splits up i think that you know that does make people want to talk about it yeah well talking of them being normal there's a lot of speculation on the u.s sites that is actually due to the fact that he's become a lot more famous than her i mean obviously i don't know where they're getting that information from but at the first start of the relationship she was the one um with scary movies and house bunny and things that had the kind of fame and then he's obviously taken over from her and he's away all the time i think that i think that that's definitely a fair point um when they got together his star was still kind of rising whereas she was already quite a you know quite um, a well-known celebrity um, now that you know they've been together for 10 years and, and married for eight of them and I think that in those 10 years you know he, the whole Marvel universe and cinema for example has exploded um, you know and um, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy and obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and they're hugely successful yeah. films and I think even in the world of like you know sci-fi and, and comic book fandom and stuff he's become like a really huge star in his own rights and obviously like jurassic world as well i think that the types of films that he's been in over the last 10 years you know you're looking at really big blockbusters um whereas like i think anna faris it was more like kind of comedies and kind of like she had more of like a kind of cult following but yeah i would say that he's probably become more famous like over the last kind of couple of years and that's a fair point if maybe that's had something to do with it i guess if people are speculating that i think if you take even take fame completely out of the equation and making films in hollywood and things someone changing job or having to go away a lot and someone else having to stay home no matter what job they do would change the dynamic of a relationship anyway so i don't think it's anything to do with hollywood necessarily it's just people yeah again just looking at them as two human beings yeah. that are in a relationship together like if one becomes more busy is away from home more obviously they've got a very young child so like you know and, and i don't know that their family dynamic is something that you see a lot on social media and um, you know them having days you know at home with their son and, and movie days and them taking like little family selfies and stuff together and i think when that dynamic's maybe being broken up or put under strain maybe like um, yeah you know that that's obviously something that happens to everybody and not just because you're away making movies but just if you're away from, from home and what is it do you think that's making people tweet 
that they're so sad about them breaking up do you think it gives people hope for their relationships or makes them keep faith that they're going to fall in love one day or yeah I think the fact that they just like I say they just felt like such like a a fun normal young couple that were you know um, starting a family together you know and um, I think that that's that's kind of jarring when you see that that's been derailed in some way and I think that um, I think that that's maybe you know it, it when that sort of thing happens and it hits the headlines, I think it does make people sort of sit up and pay attention. And um, when uh, maybe, you know, people do come, you know, celebrity couples, I think people feel quite strongly about them because maybe they see, you know, they see... Bits of themselves in them and things. Yeah, they see the traits that they want to have in relationships maybe and um, when they fail, you know, like when these things fail in in the public eye... um, maybe it is it does like kind of hit home that they want to makes people want to maybe work a little bit harder at their own relationships you know and and um i think that that there's a lot to be said for when you see like couples that are that do go the distance and do you know survive um in the public eye um like you say maybe it gives people hope for their own relationships a little bit yeah but it is very sad and i hope both of them are as happy as possible with the decision and I mean, even if you think about what ten years ago, like um, maybe even a little bit more, um, when when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston split up, that yeah, was like, like, like that was huge. I mean, <laughs> I mean, people talk about they remember where they were during nine eleven. I remember where I was with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. I know it's crazy. I mean, so people are still talking about that, and now it's got to the point where actually Brangelina have split up. You know, he, he's moved on to his next relationship they've been together for 10 years and they've split up but people are still talking about him breaking up with Jennifer Aniston. I know some people think have got this idea that it was a perfect fairy tale relationship but nobody knows what went on behind closed doors maybe they were just irritated each other so much that they couldn't stand to be around each other you just don't know these things. No exactly and um, you know I think that the thing is with celebrity couples it's especially when social media is involved People think that non-celebrities are putting their sort of life highlights out there, like, you know, for everyone to see, then celebrities are probably doing the same thing. So, you know, they're not getting the full story and you're not seeing exactly every single, um, you know, angle of that relationship. You're seeing the best bits. Yeah. You know, you're, seeing, you're seeing them turning up for red carpet events and you're seeing, um, you know, you're seeing everything... Um, you know, in the tabloids and, and the, the gossip magazines, but really you're not seeing, like, day-to-day, do these people actually go on with Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... Not? Yeah, I wouldn't put a selfie up on Instagram and say, caption it, just had a fight with my husband, here's me crying and things. You just... It's, it's a highlight <laughs> reel. It's like, you just don't do these yeah. things. So people have to bear that in mind and not go too far with the speculation, I don't think. They, they were a really cute couple, you know, and I'm sure, you know... They seem like they got on really well. Hopefully, it's not going to be um, ending on bad terms, you know, and they'll still they'll still remain friends even for their kids' sake, anyway. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a couple that ended in very bad terms: um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Um, the Diana documentary, in her wor- own words, came out last week or earlier this week, and I've just watched it. Have you seen it? Which is, which is, you know, 
that's like an amazing well I mean I don't know if some people would view it as an achievement but certainly that's a really big thing for Channel 4 like and whether but the thing is I guess what's up for debate is whether or not that was the right thing to do yeah to broadcast that at all yeah well in advance Channel 4 really hyped it up as being you know, in her own words, something you hadn't heard before, something secret, something exclusive, and people were saying that the actor voice coach was wrong to release the tapes and things. But when you actually see the tapes, there's absolutely nothing in them that she hasn't said publicly already or that you didn't know already. They are almost completely harmless tapes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think... And do you think there's just been a lot of hype? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of hype. I don't think there's anything... I mean, obviously, Prince William and Prince Harry aren't going to watch it. They're not interested in it. They've got enough of their own footage of their mother to watch. But if they did watch it, there's nothing in it that they can't have heard before or seen before or seen or say on something else. It was just very bland. They, They hyped it up with a lot of emotive music and a lot of clips of her hearse with her speaking over it and things to try to make more of the tapes than what they were. If you just played them on their own, it'd be boring, I think. And it's my understanding that the tapes are her speaking to a voice coach. Yeah. Practicing, practicing her speech, you know, like, so, um, so basically, yeah, you can, you can chop up the footage and, and, and re-edit it and make it into something that it's not, but really, at the end of the day, that they're, they're not secret tapes, but they're just more private tapes, as in, the same sort of tapes you you would maybe get between any sort of therapist and a you know and a client. Um, it's not that they're, they're a secret or maybe that they contain secret information, but it's just it's more of a kind of doctor patient secrecy rather than a rather than there's a scandal to be found. Yeah. The, there is some tapes of her just walking about the room practicing her speech and stuff, but there is one kind of train of conversation that is the main concept of the programme and it's actually set out very much like an interview. Um, and she would have known she wasn't a stupid lady at all um, she was very smart and she must have known there was a chance that her talking in an interview like setting in that is very professional chat like almost like the panorama program mm-hmm. she must have known that there's a chance that those could be released but I actually think they show her in a really good light so yeah, I think I mean, she'd be pleased the, that they're out the thing is do you personal opinion do you think that Channel 4 would have went to the lengths that they did to, to broadcast this and create a kind of buzz around it before they broadcast it if it hadn't been the 20th, you know, anniversary. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that this, do you think that if this, if these tapes weren't um, obtainable that they would have tried to find something to show? About yeah, well, NBC Canada? screened them in the US in 2004, so the existence of the tapes and the ability to get hold of the tapes has been around for, you know, 13 years now. So I don't, I don't, see, I don't see why Channel 4 are being so heavily critiqued then, because, yeah. if the ta- if, uh, you know, it, it's not like they've, they've met someone on a dark street corner and exchanged money and then take some tapes, and, you know, if they've been in existence and, um, you know, obtainable for 13 years now, like, I, like I don't see um, why they're being so heavily criticised but maybe you know the way that they've presented it or the way that they've kind of um, hyped it up before broadcasting maybe um, not worked in their favour and that's why they're being under scrutiny now. Yeah but it's actually changed my opinion of the whole kind of because I'm a really strong monarchist I mean I love the Queen and love 
Charles and Love Cornella and love all of them. Um, and I was kind of against Diana from before watching this, just from other programmes and other books that I'd read. But actually on watching this, I think it paints her in a really, really good light and she doesn't actually say anything that bad about Charles. It kind of actually it just shows a very sad thing for all of them that he was trapped, she was trapped, Camilla was trapped because of the way the monarchy worked then. Obviously it's modernised a lot now and there just wasn't anything that any of them could do. She was yeah. very young. She was following a fairy tale, even though there was tons of warning signs. And if anyone is to blame, which I don't think there is, because even the Queen was just following what she's known her whole life to be the rules and duty and things. If anyone's to blame, it's Diana's father and Diana's stepmother and Diana's mother. And because the warning signs at the start were so huge that, yeah. you know, if, if I turned up and said to my mum, oh, I've met... Um, I've only met someone 13 times but I'm marrying them like next yeah. week um, or, or he only phones me back after a week like, and then he doesn't phone me for a week and then, but I'm marrying him like next week my mum would just go what the hell are you doing but it seems to me from watching the footage in this thing that they were just so proud they wanted the status of her marrying into the royal family that they ignored all these warning signs that she was, wasn't mentally stable enough to cope with it, she was too shy. Um, I think a lot more advice should have been given to her from her own family at the start, if anyone's to blame for this. I think that's what this programme shows. Yeah, I think it sounds like it definitely re- at least reveals like a bit more of an insight into um, maybe how she was feeling at the time. And Do you think that um, do you think it's interesting that the programme actually racked up so many viewers considering I don't know, I mean, she She's not been here for a very long time. There's a whole new generation of people who haven't grown up with her in the public eye anymore. Do you think it's interesting that actually a, a programme about Diana gets so many viewers now still? You know, because really there, there are like, there's a whole, you know, one or two generations now that, you know, they'll, they'll learn about her, you know, as part of like history, you know, in, in school, but yeah. she's not she's not she's not part of like their cult like pop culture or you know just part of like um you know the world that people are growing up in now yet channel 4 screen a program of let's face it probably not like professionally shot footage but it's still going to pull in three and a half million viewers yeah i don't think think that's quite interesting oh no it is i don't think the interest in diana will ever go down and i think that's because of the image she manufactured for herself and this program is quite open in showing the fact that she wanted that particular image of being like the princess of hearts and being the one that helped all the people that no one else in the world wanted to touch and things it's very obvious in that program and she admits it herself that she's manufactured she wanted to manufacture that image for herself and become that person and she was learning with a voice coach to be that person and she was she wasn't stupid she was very very clever um and she's obviously done what she intended to do albeit obviously everyone would obviously wish she was still alive just now but she's she's left the legacy that she intended to leave and made the mark that she intended to leave yeah and that, that's what she'll be remembered for yeah but i think it shows i don't think it shows anyone badly so i don't think yeah. there's going to be much more excitement about that program to be honest but are there any programs at the moment that are coming out stranger things coming back i don't know when but are you excited for any of programs that are coming out just now um yep so stranger things is going to be out um in time for halloween this year um, <gasps> that's a great time of year 
to bring it yeah. back. So basically, it's going to be um, it's going to be out um, at the end of October, um, and yeah, it's um, it's obviously coming back to Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. Um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really exciting actually, um, just because um, you know the last the, the great thing about the the series, um, you know, when it was released last year was it was a an unexpected hit. You know, and I yeah. think that um, I, 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 you know people didn't expect it to do as well as it um, as it did, and um, you know it was one of the things that just sort of appeared on Netflix, and everybody like was excited um, about it. But season uh, season two is going to air, I believe, on the twenty seventh of October um, on Netflix. Um, so just in time for anyone want to binge watch it over Halloween. You know, um, I, I know that certainly the first series I've watched it over the, the course of about two or three days. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's going to be very exciting. I think it's very smart making a follow up really, really quickly. Um, yeah, before people forget are, and things, yeah. And well, people are obviously still very interested in the programme. It's become a huge hit, even just with merchandise and you know um, diff- you know various um, different things I, I, I don't think anybody um, didn't know of a person that was dressing up as Barb last time you know, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like I knew at least four girls that were doing it and it was you know I think that it's also important if you're going to make a follow up to something like that to do it quickly before the child actors get too old you know? yeah that's because, very true because they're in that kind of that period where really if they didn't act very quickly they wouldn't have been able to make it they would have had to have made it as if it was set a few years later or something because children when they're that age they don't they're, they're going to become adults very very quickly and so i think it's smart that they um that they decided to go ahead and make it quite rapidly after the last series wrapped up yeah and without giving this season one ending away it created so many questions yeah um so many weird things yeah it left the door open it left the door open for if they did want to come back and do a sequel you know so um i think that in the sort of tradition of like 1980s horror which is obviously what it's very heavily influenced by um a lot of sort of stephen king um movies and, and books and things like they um they would have an ending where it didn't mean that everything was tied up in a pretty bow at the end you know sometimes like it would it would make you you know things weren't what they seemed at the end or it would make you wonder if everything had really went back to normal and i, and I think that you know the, the end of stranger things takes its cue from that as well just that basically um you know will they come back will they not come back for a second season and i think they've made a really good choice coming back i I thoroughly loved the first series and and i'm really looking forward to the second season coming back yeah i loved it too so it's definitely something that everyone if you've not seen the first one watch it quickly and then you can get cozy with the second one at halloween thank you lindsay thank you for joining us